0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week's guest is Gary Whiteson, and Gary is the Executive Director of POAC Autism Services, and he is the father to 28-year-old Christopher, and Christopher is living with autism. We talk about the different services that POAC provides, how it helps firefighters, officers, and teachers, as well as young children learn about what autism entails. Gary shares a few fun stories about him and his son, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode.
1: Hey, Andy, how you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Good, good, good.
0: Awesome. Well, welcome. I know it's a a slightly early morning.
1: (laughs) Not for me. This is fine.
0: (laughs) Not for you. What time do you guys wake up over there?
1: I'm usually up... um... Hang out about seven o'clock in the morning. That's 1030.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this is perfect for you.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Obviously, I discovered you and your son, Chris, from TikTok. And
1: (laughs) TikTok. Yeah. He's obsessed with it. He's obsessed with it.
0: I think people are obsessed with him. I mean, his voice, so. his demeanor. He seems like just one of the sweetest people in the whole world. He,
1: he really is. I always say he's a pure light. He's just like he has a way of holding your hand and saying, it's okay. And you're like, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, how old is he now?
1: 28.
0: 28. Wow. I know. Everybody thinks he's.
1: People think he's younger. People think I'm older.
0: (laughs) Well, then let's rewind a lot here. He's your firstborn. And 28 years ago, autism? I mean, it's still not as well known as it should be. But it was really not something that people were aware of, right? I didn't
1: know a single person who had a child with autism 28 years ago. Not one. I remember going to a conference um a couple weeks after christopher got diagnosed and they had a a medical doctor dr isabella rappin i believe her name like one of the top researchers in the world right and she was at the end she made a plea for all the parents to sign up our children to donate their brains god forbid they died before us because at that time, there was only six brains worldwide of autistic individuals used for science. Six. Six. Wow. That's Yeah, nothing. so, like, unheard of. Unheard of. Versus thousands for every other disorder.
0: And so, you didn't get a diagnosis until Christopher was like two, two and a half, which is pretty three much the three and a con- half three and three a half Three and a half.
1: Three and a half. Yeah, I I knew something was different with Chris. Um, and we went to his pediatrician three times and said, something's wrong. And they were like, no, he's perfect. And I'm like, he's not talking. His other, his cousins are talking. And the nurse said, Mr. Weitzing, if you would just sit back and allow your son to talk for himself, he would. Like she didn't use the term helicopter parent, but that's basically what she was saying. And Chris, when he was young, I I mean, anybody who knew anything about autism would have picked it up like this. You know, he, he had every check mark, every check mark there was. And audiologist, he doesn't respond. I call his name. He doesn't look up. I scream. He doesn't budge. Oh, my own kids don't listen to me. Don't worry about it. Like, so we hired a speech therapist. I remember $80 an hour cash three days a week. I was paying more in therapy than my mortgage payment. Yeah. That shocks people who don't have a kid with autism for those of us who have a child with special needs. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, right. right, That's normal.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. That's normal. Yeah. You know, I'm um, working three jobs. Well, Chris's mom was holding down the, like everything. Working the three jobs I think was the easy part. And the speech therapist, oh no, he doesn't have autism. She, she said, I think it's a praxic. Like the words are in there, they're just getting tumbled around. But if you want him to get better, because he will, instead of three days a week at $80 an hour, we need five days a week, <laughs> five at $80 an hour, cash, numbers, by insurance. And wasn't any of those things? Um, so we enrolled him into a private preschool, the Goddard School. It mm-hmm. was brand new to New Jersey, kind of, you know. I don't want to say snooty, but you know, I, I I commented to my wife that every time the owner said the word Goddard, they folded their hands, you know. <laughs> so we had the Goddard School, the Goddard philosophy, you know. And, and she was like, "Stop doing that." You always point stuff out. And we rolled them in the Goddard School. It was there a couple months, and his teacher, Miss Patty, I would never forget miss patty um young 24 year old vibrant intelligent teacher who loved chris smelling like miss patty because she had to hold them almost the whole day uh, and i always tell the story and she started the conversation with four words that did her and her entire per- professions teachers the greatest disservice she started the conversation i'm just the teacher but then she went on, but I know kids and something not quite right with Chris. And I'm like, I know, I know. And I relayed everything that we did. And she was, Have you thought about going to a neurologist? And I'm not an uneducated person, but I didn't know why you would bring a healthy child to a neurologist. In my mind, a neurologist is like an old person doctor, right? right. <laughs> Someone with, you know, tremors or something like neurologist. Right. He's healthy. He's <laughs> just not talking. But uh, we called Children's you know, Hospital of Philadelphia, CHOP. Six-month waiting list to get in. It's now almost a year to get in.
0: Wow.
1: So you think something's wrong with your baby. You call the hospital. We see in a year in a year can you imagine that with anything
0: no.
1: can you imagine that with an upset stomach
0: right. <laughs> much less
1: much less you know imagine it now with COVID oh I've come yeah. I see in a year come back in a year so went there but I called all the time and we were able to get him in about um instead of six months about four months evaluated him oh yeah he has autism we lost a year and a half of services which is a sin, just a sin.
0: And they're hard enough to it, get as
1: is. Exactly. It's very hard. And, you know, it's hard to get any professional group to agree on anything or parent group. And the only thing that every autism person agrees on, the earlier you could get the diagnosis, the better it is for the child, better it is for the family.
0: Yeah. That we all agree on.
1: <laughs> we Nobody <laughs> argues that. And to lose a year and a half, and that's what we lost, you know. Who knows how much further Chris would have been along
0: what? if we
1: would have got him a year and a half earlier.
0: Wow. You know? And I think about this all the time. I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine knowing something is different with your child and trying yeah. so, so hard to advocate for them. And so many people would be like, no, 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 He's just, doesn't want to listen Yeah, he's you.
1: fine. And that's what you want to hear, right? You, right? Like, you want to hear he's fine. And, and I, I'm just pulling up the, the stat for um, autism. When I get the number right. Um, you know, y- your kid spills paint on a piece of paper. Look, it's beautiful. You're hanging it up right, on the right. refrigerator. But study after study has shown, if you, you feel something's wrong with your child, there usually is.
0: There right. usually
1: is. Because you don't want to think anything's wrong with your baby.
0: No, of course know, not.
1: The exact opposite. And I just pulled up the numbers. When Chris was diagnosed, it went from like one ten thousand to one five thousand, depending. But let's go with the one five thousand, right? Yeah. Today, nationwide, it's one forty-four. Wow. In New Jersey, my state, highest rate in the country, one in thirty-five children born in New Jersey today have autism. One in twenty boys. Like to go from one 5,000 to these numbers in 25 years.
0: And yet still with such a high number, people still aren't aware of what autism is, how to help those, what services exactly. they need, how to make services more available and more affordable. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's
1: crazy. I know. And we know what to do. Like I, I would say, God forbid your child has cancer. And I'm not comparing autism to cancer. But but God forbid your child has cancer. The entire world agrees what to do. There's a treatment protocol. You do right. A, then B, then C. And then maybe you try alternate therapies or but you do A, B, and C first. Everyone agrees. You you get a diagnosis of autism, you get oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you get some well-meaning people, and you also get people trying to make a dollar off. off what you're dealing with oh there's the cure for autism you know if you swim with dolphins if you put magnets in your shoes if you don't eat gluten if you don't and i'm not saying there's not gi issues that need to be cleared up but if there was a cure for autism we wouldn't be talking right now it wouldn't be a secret it wouldn't be a secret you know And, and, and that's part of the problem That's part of the problem. You get people arguing over therapies and this, and and you have people that go nuts over a puzzle piece. Puzzle piece isn't the issue, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's not. It's not. And and it's so often the people who would, let's take the puzzle piece for uh, uh, a second. The puzzle piece, the only people that are arguing about the puzzle piece are Groups of people who love and care for individuals with autism. Maybe right. they shouldn't be arguing. Maybe they should be. Hey, what do we have in common to help the people we love? Right. Yeah, you know, whether together. it's self-love. Okay. Yeah, come like, come on! You're gonna yell at me, you know? And social media is part of that. It's so easy. It's so easy. Hit a you know button and saying something nasty.
0: There And it goes like this. So even if you delete it, people have seen it. So no matter what you're doing, yeah, yeah, you can't take that back. So you created POAC Autism Services, which is located in Jersey. How did that come about? Because that's not an easy thing to do is to start something so amazing and big. Yeah, you
1: know, I I actually came in a few months after it was started. It was started um, by four parents around the kitchen table. In Brick, New Jersey, four parents who said, you know, there's nothing for our kids, nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and was parents of uh, the four parents, two had boys and two had um, girls. And they were like, we need something. So they started POAC and they did two things a year they did a conference and they did a, a carnival. And the carnival was originally dedicated to the brothers and sisters of the children with autism. And the siblings all got magnets because so often it's like, oh, no, you can't go horseback riding, Andy. It's just for special kids. You right. know? <laughs> it's like, oh, how do you do right. that? Let's be exclusive um, again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So then I, I came on after uh, POAC was formed. And then I, as I do, I, I, I tend to run things. We've gone from two events a year to over 320 events a year. And what we do is free for the autism community. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's, and our sole purpose is to make lives better for individuals with autism and individuals who love individuals with autism or work with individuals with autism. And while I do wish we were funded by the government, which we are not, even though we're the largest, right. So New Jersey is the largest concentration of autism in the country, right? Right. We're the largest group doing more free events than every other group. And we're not funded by the government, which kind of (laughs) sucks, but the great thing about it, if we want to do something, we just do it. We just Um. do it, you know, the, not to get too serious, but the, Sexual abuse rate of individuals on the spectrum: females with autism. Seventy percent, so that's seven out of ten girls with autism, are sexually assaulted before they turn eighteen. Before, for those of us who have sons, it's about a third. Right before eighteen, and half of all those children who are sexually assaulted by a predator are sexually assaulted ten or more times. It's ongoing. It's on, It's not like you know, once and done. You know, um, and we don't teach individuals with autism how to protect themselves. What sex is in New Jersey, where sex education is built in? Like I had it, I went through New Jersey schools, and yeah, you know, we talk about condoms, and we did the whole thing with the banana and, da, 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 and consent. And consent is getting more spoken out than when, when I when I was your age. Yeah. You know. Individuals in self-contained classrooms like my son are specifically excluded from sex ed. You would have to write a letter to the school saying, I request that my daughter, my son, be included in geared developmentally appropriate for them. And there's whole programs how to teach sex ed to individuals with developmental disabilities, right? Um, and just not developmental. You, you get someone, you know autism is such a spectrum so right. you have individuals who are require very substantial supports that's the new term level 3 autistic people used to say low functioning and i hate those terms low and high functioning hate 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 i have a whole video <laughs> thing why we shouldn't use them and it's not a matter of political correctness it's a matter of you're doing such a disservice to the individual and you're negatively impacted. If I say my son's low functioning, well, I don't expect anything more of him, do I? And If I say yeah. Andy, you're high functioning, I ignore all all your challenges. Well, right. Andy doesn't need any help at all. That's She's tough. high functioning. Right. She made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want to consider myself high functioning. <laughs> so if I say somebody else is high functioning, <laughs> woo, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we can rest. And you know, the there's curriculum out there for individuals like my son and there's curriculum out there for individuals who are going to get a master's degree but still you know the social deficits of autism is the core deficit of autism the reason they eliminated the term asperger's and yes asperger's no longer (laughs) (laughs) exists i disagree with that we 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 um actually lobbied against it but they said sorry so Asperger's hasn't existed for eight, nine years now? Yeah. It doesn't exist. My son's diagnosis, pdd nos Pervasive Developmental Disorder, not otherwise specified, no longer exists, right? There's all types of autism. I used to say it's in the autism book, and each chapter is a different type. Well, yeah. now it's just autism. Yeah. Autism level right. one, individuals who are more independent. Level two, everybody in the middle. Level three individuals requiring very substantial support and it's the individuals who people would term high functioning again I won't say that again during this (laughs) this interview they need help more they need direction more this is not how we make friends by having sex with somebody this isn't the norm because I want to join a club or you know I don't want to be picked upon like you know, and we're getting better as a society. It's not like um a child that's abused. Oh, she looks raped. You know, she's not coming out of her friend's bedroom with her blouse torn or the boys coming out with his pants down and his ankles. No, they're walking out of their room yeah. like anybody else. It's more of a grooming process. And individuals with autism who struggle with the social nuance of life, the hidden curriculum, if you would need the training more than most. So back, I'm Irish. Can you tell I like to talk? Um, So going back to not being funded, when we saw the need for sexuality training, we just do it. We just do it.
0: It's important. And I also noticed that you guys, you have educator training for teachers. And as a former educator, You know, I went to a school that really focused on developmental variation. So I went into teaching knowing a lot about autism, but that being said, a lot of teachers don't have that privilege and a lot of schools don't, don't get, you know, they have PDs, but they don't find the right people to come in. And so you guys offer educational training, right?
1: We have free workshops all the time. We also do have paid professional development. If someone has money in their budget for professional development, I would like our charity to get it, so they're going to pay somebody anyway, pay us, then I can use that money to provide free services for for individuals who don't have money or so yeah, that money's never been the issue, like all our first responder training that we do, and we like to get paid for it because you know we have a mortgage to pay for and, and salary you know, and, and people deserve to eat. But if a, a police fire EMS says we don't have any budget, we do it for free. Right, Money is never an issue ever, yeah. you know, and, and we've trained over 74,000 first responders year to date uh, from when we started training 74,000.
0: And that's also so important, especially in today's world. It's very hard to make sure that officers are doing the right thing to individuals in general and to make sure that they're you know able to understand oh this person has autism i need to really shift my approach to them because they can they can get harmed without doing anything intentionally so that's really important work
1: yeah and officers love it we don't even advertise that part of what we do the first responder training it's all word of mouth it's all word of mouth and we're told pretty consistently that it's some of the best training the officers had, have had in their career, not just on autism, on anything. But yeah. I make them cry, make them laugh, you know, and all the motions in between and they walk out with concrete tools, how to keep not only the individual with autism safer in the field, keep themselves safer in the field, right? you know, and the officers I have hundreds of stories of police officers going above and beyond for individuals with autism. And those are not the stories we tend to hear, you know, those aren't the sexy stories that make the news, right? You know, you want to hear about the bad guy hurting the good guy, because that you're like, oh, no, uh, what, what I hear almost every day are good guys helping good guys, you know, or good guys and, and, and good women um, helping people that need help. You know, yeah. those are stories that I know firsthand, hundreds of them, hundreds of them. And back to your point you were saying about teachers not knowing, one of my favorite things I do, I do school assemblies for children with autism, grade school, you know, from like second grade up to, we, we go up to high school, but I like fifth grade the best. That's like the sweet spot, right? Um, they're, they're sharp enough, their questions are great, yeah. and they have a desire to learn. And by fifth grade, almost everybody knows somebody with autism at their school or a relative or a friend or a neighbor. And I do these. And as you can imagine, I gear them for like children. Yeah. And it's a 45 minute presentation on autism. I cannot even begin to tell you how many times the teachers come up after, oh my goodness, I've learned more about autism in the past 40 minutes than I've learned in my career. While I love the compliment, that is sad. That is horrible. That a school teacher, my daughter's a school teacher, that a school teacher, the most they've ever learned about autism was from an elementary school presentation, school assembly. Really? You know, because you know, there's kids in their class who have autism. There has to be. Right. There has to be. Spreading the awareness and love and the, the whole TikTok thing has been great. So many people have found us through, through TikTok. Um, we even get recognized walking around. You know, People are like, hey, <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of funny.
0: I had someone on the podcast and we were talking about how important it is, not just for educators and adults, but for children at such a young age to learn that we are all unique in our own way right. and how to treat people kindly and how you know, some people might learn differently. And as a preschool teacher, that was a big thing for me was you, child A, might learn this way, but child B might need to learn this way and child C might need to learn a whole different way. And it doesn't, you know, that's okay, but we have to be kind to everyone and we have to make sure that everyone is learning in the best environment that they can. Exactly, exactly. It's it's nice that you do those grade school talks because- that's I where they need it. Yeah.
1: And the questions that we get, the questions that we get, they 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 blow you away. They you want know? to learn. I, yeah, they really do. And and some of them are so like, you know, like, wow, never thought of that. <laughs> or, you know, some technical, scientific ones. And then, you know, the, the one I referred to sometimes, I had a second grade young, young um student, young lady who raised her, her hand and said, Mr. Gary, would you take away your son's autism if you could? Wow, right? Like that, that was a shocked to me. At, you know, the old saying out of the mouth of babes, right? Yeah, yeah. My answer to her was I wouldn't. Would I take away my son's anxiety that causes him pain? I, I would take off my arm if I could take away my son's anxiety in a heartbeat. I would do anything to take okay. that away. What I take away is autism. I love my son. As you can see on on other TikToks, him and I are like, you know, like the dynamic duo. We're we're just kind of attached at the hip. He's the best thing in my life. Um, And we're both better because we have each other, if that makes sense. So I I wouldn't take away his autism, but I would take away his pain. Absolutely. I wouldn't take away his challenges because challenges are important, you know? Yeah um and he's faced a lot more than i have and he's a you know i while it's weird you know the dad should be the bar chris is the bar i i strive to
0: and people love him because he's just he seems like such a sweet wholesome young man and what what made you guys shift to tiktok
1: we were looking to get the message out cuz as much as we do as much as we do all the time. I meet people. Oh, I never heard of POAC. How is that possible? How, how can we do like 300 plus things trained over 74,000 first responders? And you never heard of us. Like, so I wanted to get the message out about our safety training. Cause that's my passion. The, the police fire EMS and safety training for the families and caregivers and teachers. Be, um, and I figured, well, let's just try TikTok, brief little things. You know, I, I'm writing a safety book, like a handbook. So I figured TikTok would be a nice way to organize all these crazy thoughts in my head. You know, then I could go back. I'm like, okay, that's in this chapter, you know. And it just kind of took off. And, and I'm not, um, I, I'm humbled enough to know it took off because of my son, not really because of me. You know, I'm like, do this. It could save your kid's life. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. 8,000 views. Chris goes, let me tell you about Full House. 1.4 million views. I'm like, wait, what? You know, I, I've gotten smart and I've incorporated safety training on Chris. Like we just did a fire drill the other day. So Chris was talking about the fire. Oh, everyone loved it. And yeah. what it does, it, it gives exposure like you. You found out about us through TikTok. I was just in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania, Scranton. Um, and the reason I was there was training the, all the first responders for the county um, or supervisors from all the departments. Because the detective saw me on TikTok at 1.30 in the morning, he said. You know, so it's working. I, I would like to spread the word more, but it, it's definitely, definitely working. We're, we're getting the message out. Good. And we're at like 187,000 followers so far.
0: Only growing, only growing, only growing in less
1: than a year or so.
0: And so finally, so Chris is 28 now. What is yep. your favorite thing about him or your favorite thing being his dad? I can say,
1: you know, the favorite thing that Chris is spending time with Chris. We have so much fun and I think are little things that are just ours. Um, he He loves the back and forth. you know, and you have to understand, Chris didn't say his first word until he was five. We didn't think he was ever going to speak. And so to have him like engage, like like I people sometimes because Chris is pretty much machine gun in your ears and they're like do you ever get annoyed i'm like never never <laughs> Don't i would I never want. tell <laughs> my son to be quiet ever ever yeah. because each like i prayed to god to hear his voice so yeah no keep on going so my favorite things are the little back and forth things that 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 we do um and it's very often scenes from tv shows i i did a tiktok on this one and it's probably one of my personal favorites. He he loves Malcolm in the Middle, the TV show Malcolm in the Middle. And there was one episode where they took the bad kid, you know, the bad brother to prison for a scared straight kind of moment. And the prisoners are yelling and, you know, the big prisoner, stand up. I said, stand up. And he puts his finger on his head, turn around. That's right. Like a top. And the line from the prisoner is because in prison, We have to make our own fun, right? Well, Chris and I, we do that all the time, all the time. You know, he goes, stand up. And I have to go, and he said, stand up, you know? And then he always goes, because, and that's my cue to say, because in prison, we have to make our own fun. So we were in Barnes and Noble at Christmas. This was before COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And we're in the, I'm in the line. Chris doesn't like lines. So he's looking at his calendars. He's obsessed with calendars. So probably about 20 feet away, right? And I'm in line, literally a woman six inches in front of me, another one, you know, maybe 10 inches behind me, lying like 14 people. And I'm waiting in lying. I'm watching Chris the whole time. And then he, from 20 feet away, he just looks over, because? And And I just go into the mode. So I scream out, because in prison, we have to make our own fun. And the ladies just, I, I described it like parting of the Red Sea. People just moved away. I don't know where they moved because there was nowhere for them to move. But all of a sudden, nobody was close to me anymore. And Chris was laughing. And, I'm let, and I did not explain to anybody in line why I said that. Um, I, it does amuse me to think the conversation the ladies had when they got <laughs> home. To, to their family. So I'm in line and he had bars in the ball. And the six foot four guy just screams out in prison. We have to make our home fun. So <laughs> it's those moments that are just joyful. And it, it's funny. I don't look at that as having fun with my son who's autistic. And he wouldn't do that unless he was autistic. And he wouldn't have. I just view that as having fun with my son. Money. you know. So, and it's those private, albeit we were in public, the little things that are just his and mine. Uh, I enjoy most with with Chris. You know the, the the quiet times also. You know the sitting on the couch eating popcorn, watching his new DVD that we just bought. You know those are probably my best times with Christopher.
0: I love when you guys make TikToks and then at the end he just like kisses your 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 head on. The yeah, microphone. oh,
1: yeah. Or play with the goatee. The, yeah, he that's, he. Oh. Yeah, he he. Lo- I will. I can never shave. I can no. never shave. No, it has you to know. stay forever. <laughs> it has to stay forever. Uh, but yeah, he's so affectionate and and just almost nonchalantly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or he will lean over for me to kiss the top of his head. That's like you know. Okay, I'm like, all right. You know.
0: Such a beautiful relationship and. I'm I'm grateful that you make your TikToks because it does help spread awareness and it's very easy on TikTok to watch those short clips and then think about it and then you might forget about it for a little and then you're like wait what what were they saying and then you can go back yeah. and then it leads exactly. to this website and this organization that's just trying to make the world more aware, safer and more accessible for these that's children it.
1: Exactly, and we have so we have thousands of individuals who have autism who follow us, which, yeah, you know, to me is a huge compliment, a huge compliment. Oh, yeah, but like, literally thousands, not like a dozen.
0: Like, no, no, like, that's that's a lot. <laughs> you know,
1: thousands of individuals, and they always say, "I love what you do." And um, one individual just wrote like two days ago. You know, I normally don't like when parents share stories about children because I have autism but the way you two do it I just love your page I just want to say thank you for your positivity and and explaining it which like coming from somebody on the spectrum I I just think is a you know gives a little more power to the statement or credence to the statement it's been fun it's been
0: fun well I can't thank you enough for coming on I live in Queens so when i hear that oh, you're you guys, up the road yeah When well, <laughs> next time i hear you guys have an organization yeah uh, not an organization a an event i definitely want to pop in and and see what it's about
1: just go on the website POAC.net, oh, protecting oh. our autistic children.net um and we have hundreds of events and trainings and workshops on there so i appreciate you spreading the word of course yeah you know, get more followers on TikTok.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. And I appreciate you taking time out of your morning and, you know, being one of those parents that, you know, really advocates for their child and everyone else's child too, because it's such an important thing to just make sure everyone understands everyone's needs and abilities and, you know, just help the world understand everyone. So thanks so much for coming on.
1: Thank you, Andy. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy your day. Thank you. Have a good day. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling